Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. On this Tuesday, July 18th, 2023, we got all your entertainment news in one place on Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. Chris Harrison really messed it up with Claire Crowley. We're going to get into what he had to say about her pregnancy. Oh, he really blew this one. Plus, we have a few non-Bachelor stories in the entertainment news world. Gigi Hadid arrested for marijuana in the Cayman Islands. And Miranda Lambert uh, will have a follow-up to yesterday's story about her scolding people for taking selfies at her concert. And uh, also our featured content today is actually Nick Vial. You guys know Bachelor, podcaster, former lead on Dancing with the Stars, maybe on the next season of uh, whatever you call it, um, uh, Special Forces. And he is a special force of nature. We've got Nick commenting on Braden. And actually, I agree with most of what Nick said, other than he kind of bashed Charity a little bit. But as far as Braden's concerned, he was, I guess we call him a useful idiot, where the show was able to take advantage of his naivete and he got the villain edit last night. So I'm going to have a little bit of a recap for you um, on uh, after last night's week four of charity season of The Bachelorette. And also get to uh, Brayden just released moments ago in Instagram. You know, this is what happens right after you're on the show. You have your chance to leave a post about your experience on the show. So I'm going to I'm just going to read verbatim what Brayden said as you probably know. I don't, it's not a spoiler at this point. He was voted off Survivor, or whatever you want to call it, the, the uh, charity Survivor. And here's what he had to say. Such an incredible time. I'm so grateful for this experience. And after watching it back, I'm excited to get back to work on myself as a person. I saw things that I both loved and didn't love about myself, but I'm proud to say that I at least recognized the person I saw on screen. This experience was extremely challenging and pushed me, but in an interesting way helped me overcome a lot of things that were buried that I had thought I had overcome through years of counseling. To Charity, you are such an amazing woman, and I am so grateful that I met you. I want to tell you thank you for getting me excited about the idea of love again. Being around you reminded me of all the giddiness that comes when you're falling for someone. I had doubts that I'd ever be excited about someone. I worried for the longest time that my heart no longer worked, as cheesy as that sounds. But to be honest, you helped show me that it does. Although I couldn't overcome everything that the show entailed and crumbled under the pressure, I will forever be grateful to you for reigniting that excitement. To, to the people that make this show what it is, thank you guys for being so welcoming to me in this process. You guys all have amazing hearts, and I'm grateful for the connections that I've made with each and every one of you. I know that I can be much, I, I know that I can be much, so thank you guys for putting up with me. To Bachelor Nation. I appreciate all the love and support I've received from many of you. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but it means a lot that many of you have come to my defense. Much love, y'all. To the guys, I'm sure I'll be seeing y'all. Although my journey ends here, I can't wait to stay tuned and watch the rest of Charity's journey. I've said it before, but she is truly an amazing woman and deserves a man that will treat her as such. There are still a couple really incredible men left, and I can't wait to see who she ends up with. Watch The Bachelorette Mondays at 9 a.m. Okay, actually, next week it's going to be back to 8 o'clock, so next week it'll be on 8 um, p.m. East Coast time, so we'll go back to our normally scheduled program. But um, hey, that's what you get out of Braden. We'll have more on Braden for the second half of today's podcast as we sort of analyze what Nick had to say about his exit from the show. Uh, but first, we're going to get into what Chris Harrison had to say, uh, because he has a lot to say. I don't know if anyone's listening, but what he had to say about Claire Crowley's pregnancy 
And boy, did he mess this one up. We'll get to that in a second. But today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing can help curb your anxiety. Hey, Chris Harrison, did you mess something up on the latest podcast and you need to curb your anxiety? Just have some of my Microdose. I'll give you a coupon code. Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about Microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com code rush hour. So you can go check all that out. Let's go to what Chris had to say. Uh, Speaking, you know, as we know, Claire Crowley is having a baby via a surrogate, which means she will not be birthing the child from her womb, uh, but it will be hers. It's, you know, a whole thing. Science, right, folks? But here's what Chris had to say. And she said, I know, keeping a secret. I said, you know, professionally, it's what I do. Um, But so she, this is late May. She confided in me that she was pregnant. They had been trying, but it was way too early to let anybody know, but she wanted to let me know. And I, I almost broke out in tears, but what was interesting. And I was, I was waiting to see if you noticed because you are such a sleuth at dinner when we were all raising a glass, making a toast, they weren't drinking. Claire did not drink. And oh, well, I don't, I didn't notice it because, uh, you know, and I guess I'm a good journalist and I've talked to her about this before. I don't think Claire is a big right, drinker, but, and I don't know this about Ryan, but it, what I thought was savvy was I watched Ryan, Ryan wasn't drinking. So when you have the appearance that, oh, they just aren't drinking, it's not a big deal. It didn't, it didn't really mm-hmm. spark anybody's, and we're, you know, look, we are sitting with a lot of bachelor people. So maybe they don't really look outwardly. They look. So in- Chris is saying, aha, I knew it. They weren't drinking because they're pregnant. Of course, uh, having alcohol while you're pregnant, I think is a taboo thing. Although I have been told a glass of red wine here or there won't make a difference. I don't know how that all works out. So uh, not really. Sh- I know. What, what is it? You can't have tuna fish. You can't have this. You can't have that. I'll tell you what, if you're pregnant, you know what you can do? You can watch Bachelor Nation News and Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. I will be here for you, whether you're pregnant or breastfeeding or or sitting at your kid's soccer game and they're all just running around with no uh, in sort of conformity because they're a bunch of four-year-olds not knowing what they're doing and you need to zone out for a little bit, I got you covered. But either way, Chris Harrison uh, goes, oh yeah, I knew it. Yeah, she wasn't drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no one noticed. Yeah, but it was funny. I just, because I knew going into that dinner, I was just looking at things going, I wonder if anybody's noticing this. Oh, like picking up on it. Well, but I, mean- I was excited in that, in that st- and by the way, we call that a confirmation bias, which we see a lot of in the media. Oh, I oh that person died after they took the vaccine. They must be an anti-vaxxer, you know, or the, the vaccine must cause someone to die because that person got run over by a car after, you know, like, oh, you know, and, and in most cases, a confirmation bias can be right. A, blo- a broken clock is right twice a day, unless it's military time, and re- which is right once a day, but you get the point. Uh, but either way, his confirmation bias said, I knew she was pregnant and now she's not drinking alcohol. Ipso de facto, she's pregnant. And it's like, well, she is via a surrogate, but what she does to her body at this point won't really affect that baby. Same interview I asked her back in May, even though I knew this is really bad journalism, but I I knew she was pregnant and I went ahead and asked her because I had written the question ahead of time. Are you looking to have more kids? Because she's a stepmom. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, are you and Ryan going to have kids of your own? And she kind of gave him and hauled around it, but basically gave me this wry smile of like, we'll see what the future holds. Um, but the future holds a baby for them. Baby Dawkins will be the name. I think she's... <laughs> me- <laughs> I, the baby won't have a first name. They're just going to call it Baby Dawkins. Maybe the best example, but correct me if I'm wrong, there could be, or, or add to mm-hmm. it, of 
like the weight being worth it. Now, now, just to interrupt you, you can go check out that episode. That was actually from July twelfth. Uh, it was titled "The King of Keeping Secrets." You know, you know what's good. At least he didn't say. At least he didn't say. Oh, not only was she not drinking, but she looked like she had been gaining baby weight. That would have been no bueno for you there, old Chris Harry. But either way, look, I don't blame him. You know, he he, he didn't. You know, if you didn't see her Instagram story about her uh, announcement that she's having a baby, she does say it's via surrogate. Uh, but uh, of course, you know, a, a innocent mistake, not something he needs to apologize. Not going to get canceled for that mistake. Uh, but speaking of getting canceled, Gigi Hadid arrested for marijuana possession after flying to the Cayman Islands. I guess you can't do that. A source close to Gigi tells us the weed discovered wasn't in her personal bag. It was found in a bag of one of the people she was traveling with but because the plane was in her name all of the contents became her responsibility oh yeah if you're flying private oh isn't that nice can you imagine if i was flying somewhere oh yeah the plane what what, what flight number are you on are you southwest or delta actually i'm on flight dave 100 the flight is in my name the source tells us officials allegedly wanted to be paid off but gg refused instead opting for the legal ramifications we're told gg does have a medical card but it wasn't considered valid in the cayman islands oh maybe they wouldn't have noticed if she had microdose.com uh, code rush hour uh, but either way she was charged with possession of pot which of course as we know is a plant that's grown in the ground come on is it that bad uh, but you know that's hey look this sounds like a cayman islands issue they wanted to extort her which again happens in a lot of countries you know we can make this go away uh which of course i think she did the right thing by not doing that because i feel like that would have been a bigger story if they if they you know she paid him off and in the off chance that I'm in the Cayman Islands on my private jet and I need to pay somebody off, I'm going to need some extra money, which is why we're going to go to a quick sponsor break and I'll be back right after that. Anyway, in other news here, Miranda Lambert is in the news. Very interesting. Yesterday we covered this story. She stops her concert to scold some fans. Now, she did it in what I consider to be the nicest way possible. Here's what she said yesterday. We'll play this real quick. I'm going to stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. So everyone cheers for Miranda after she calls off these girls. So that was yesterday, right? Well, now, and I get—I know you can't see the actual selfie, but I'm going to describe it for you. It's six women um, all taking a photo, very well lit, and it's really from the front of the stage. They've left some space open for the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. Miranda Lambert here. So Miranda Lambert's trying to perform, and she's seeing six women with their back turned to her all taking a photo, and it's like, I get the intention. They probably really like Miranda, but how selfish. If you like somebody, you go to their concert and you make it all about you. Now you can take a quick selfie or whatever, but th this isn't a selfie. This is a full fledged photo shoot happening. And TMZ has the photo. Miranda Lambert, selfie fans post their photos, six ladies up in front. And of course, one of the ladies in question, who's now copping to being part of the group that got chastised by Lambert posted two pics. She says were being taken right before the country singer paused her show over the weekend to give them a piece of her mind. Yeah. So it it's a ridiculous, I mean, good on Miranda. What they really should do is hire, I don't know, 20 or so people to just go through and just tell people to put their phones away. I don't know. What what should happen is there should be professional photos taken at every concert 
And then you can just like go to this link and you can download the photos right after the show. You know what I mean? All right. So back to Bachelor stuff. Sean Booth next week is going to reveal who the pregnant lady is. And again, uh, this is not via surrogate. He knocked up what appears to be one of his friends, friends with benefits. Maybe they were dating. I don't really know. We'll wait and hear what this story is. But he uh, got a he got a he got a dame pregnant. He did it. And now there's a photo of her neck down on his Instagram, which says we got some special guests in the hot seat for next Monday's episode. Very much looking to listen to it. Hey, look, I don't think this was in his intention when he started the podcast. Hey, but, uh, you know, uh, what, what does they say when it rains, make corn? I don't know how that works. Whiskey. Either way, don't drink whiskey. If you're Claire Crowley, you're pregnant for God's sake. But either way, very excited to for the reveal to see who Sean's mystery mother or mom or, uh, you know, mother of his child will be. All right. So last night was The Bachelorette. Charity, uh, you know, of course, the drama was with Brayden and we've already covered it extensively on the YouTube channel. You watched it or you didn't. She's down to her final like six or seven, which is absolutely insane how fast this season's going. Xavier got a one-on-one. Dotton got a one-on-one. They were relatively unproblematic in nice one-on-ones. The drama came with Brayden, who pretty much self-eliminated. I think Charity made it seem like she dumped him, but he self-eliminated. He's like, I gotta go. And, um, and then he went and then afterwards he came back and the guys were so offended that he came back. Well, we're going to hear what Nick has to say, Nick Vial, um, which I actually have been talking about and have had a very similar opinion, which is that, you know, don't be mad at Brayden cause you weren't able to get, you know, time with her. You know, these guys, they were, you know, on a group date, which is essentially where they put all the losers, you know? I mean, look, Hey, are there special, are there uh, guys who win the show from group dates? Sort of, but they also are getting one-on-ones. These guys in the group date weren't getting one-on-ones, the, at least the ones that were voted off, right? I say voted off, but you know what I mean? Charity nixed them. So either way, here's my response. You can also watch this on YouTube to Nick as he pretty much slams the people that thought Brayden was the evil one here. Have a listen. Nick Vial here, um, who might be on the next season of Special Forces, we're not sure, uh, has this to say about Brayden. Let's have a listen. It's all right. It's Bachelor time. It's Bachelorette time. Episode four. I didn't think they'd make me like Brayden. I don't, I don't like Brayden. I like him too. Well, I don't hate him. I got to be honest from the beginning. I just, nothing irritates me more watching this show every season like I said earlier in the episode, then a bunch of fucking... Okay, so he's going to swear a little bit, so let's pause so we don't ruin the monetization. But yeah, so... Um, it's it, <laughs> Brayden is interesting. He's kind of got the Logan Palmer vibe where they tried to make Logan into a villain, and he's like, nope, not on my watch. I'm going to charm my way out of it. And it seems that Brayden might have been doing the same thing. In mids, a bunch of people who don't have a shot, who, who have no connection with the lead whine about the time they're not getting and then blame people who get time thinking that it's not charity making these decisions. Okay, so Nick says, hey, come on. This is all charity's doing. She gets to choose who she wants to be with. Don't blame Brayden. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And then he calls these other guys a mid. And look, I don't like using new new words. I don't like using new slang because I feel stupid using it. So we have to look up mid. The slang mid is used to describe something or someone as below average or low quality. It can be used as an insult. So he calls the other guys on the group date low quality. Like a bunch of guys who probably claim to be progressive and like care for charity. And they're kind of what are they playing? What are they? What's the what's the term? The kind of savior, the got, white knight, like a savior complex. I don't know if progressive has anything to do with this. Fucking, I I I I am so fucking sick of Aaron. Whoa, 
Shut the fuck up, Aaron. I am too. You're not her fucking savior. You're not her hero. You're not there to protect. I don't disagree. To make sure that Charity is yeah, okay. Earlier in the season, Aaron claimed that he looked, he's like, I have a, he told Charity, he goes, I have this bird's eye POV to see what's going on. And it's like, that's like a, that's like a car salesman telling you, hey, don't buy from that other guy. He's bad. And it's like, but you're just trying to sell me your car. Aaron's just trying to sell him to charity. And in the process, he's doing it by presses of elimination. Let me get rid of Brayden. Uh, you can't trust. The, like, the only person here that you could trust is Jesse Palmer. And like maybe th that's about it. Everyone else has their own interests. Okay. It's not your fucking job. She's fine. She's able to take care of herself. Shut the fuck up Whoa. and let things play out. Amen. And I hated that Brayden made so much fucking sense when talking because nevertheless, he is still like most certainly a fuck boy who isn't ready to settle down. And we could debate the term, the F boy terminology here. But, you know, I don't know. I've always said Brayden probably could settle down for the right person. But, you know... If it's not the right person, it seems like he immediately is like, oh boy, this isn't it, you know? But again, that's, that's, people can be, people can have their F boy phase. The, the, I guess the ladies call it a hoe phase, right? We got, I'm having hot girl summer. We know what that means, Cheryl. We know what that means. And you do it, Cheryl. You enjoy the hell out of yourself respectfully. Who wouldn't give charity straight answers and like should have gone home. He seems pretty self-aware though. He's kind of just like, yeah. he, when he's describing himself, he's like, yeah, I think I opened my mouth too much and I need to just be quiet. And then it cuts to like next week, they all have the same exact concerns that Brayden has. They're like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know. Man and Matthews, the guest here, but she's great. Just says what he thinks he's out loud because he's 24. Great voice. He, to me, he's harmless. And I actually like really harmless. liked him when he first got on the show. I, was, I mean, I didn't. He didn't need the earrings and the scarf, but like I liked his. He seemed like he was genuinely joyful in the world, and that bothered the people that weren't. Yeah, and, and people got upset when I said this when I met him. I mean, he had he was he he him and his father would have talked to me for another two hours after the show. We've talked. I mean, I've I've had this throat issue. We talked until we ran out of things to talk about. He's a jovial guy. He's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. He just wasn't that into charity, and he wasn't that into the drama that kind of existed around him being on the show. Yes, totally. He didn't take himself that seriously. And like the show, like that's what I find always annoying about the show. They like to punish people who kind of like what we talked about earlier. It's just like, how dare you question this? And, and how dare you question a process that statistically doesn't work? Chad Johnson did it with Jojo Fletcher, where he was like, I'm not going to pretend to like her. It's only a second date. I don't even know if I know her yet. The sincerity of The Bachelor and because you even question the possibility that people, we're going to crucify you. We're going to label you something that you're not. And we're going to mob mentality. Because you're at the top. And I we're going to bring you down. you down with these kind of loose accusations and, and make it more meaningful and sound more evil than it actually is. And at the end of the day, you just like aren't buying into the collective you know, what we all agree that we're going to say, which is, oh, God, I'm, I'm, fall I'm already falling in love. And like this process is working for me. And as I said, I'm not here calling these guys mid. Chances are these guys could find any success. And maybe if you looked at one of the spoilers that we made in the last video, one of these guys from the group date might have found success on a future season. I'm just saying you can go check out that spoiler. I'm not saying who. But my point is, I don't think they're mid. I don't think they're below average in any way. I just don't think they are charity's top contenders. They're on a group date. If you haven't gotten a one on one by now, you're just biding your time. Hey. And like, oh my God, my connection with Charity is like stronger than I can imagine. Meanwhile, you've spent six fucking minutes with her. She clearly doesn't like you. If she wanted to spend more time with you, 
she would. The it's kind of like that whole idea. If he wanted to text you back, he would. People will show you how they actually feel. If so-and-so wanted to be into you, they would. And if Brayden wanted to stay there for charity, he would have. But he didn't. It didn't work out. And they should be happy that he's gone. The reason you're not getting time is not because of Brayden. It's because charity doesn't know your name. Well, it's also because Aaron keeps talking about it. And it's like he's, he's bringing it to the surface. And it, I, I'm just I agree with Brayden where he's like, you got when I when I agree with somebody, their point of view, I just play the national anthem. Like, I'm assuming if somebody agrees with me. It must be God bless the USA. We agree together. Go USA. I'm secure. And you're like trying to put me there when I don't belong here. Like, just do stay in your lane, dude. Everyone needs to just stay in their lane. And it is easy to be like, how dare you? Like, yeah, what you said. How dare and of course the producers are like, no, don't stay in your own lane. Crisscross lanes. Get in each other's lanes. You know, that's what they you want. Uh, question this process. Yeah. Easy for you to commit when you're not even involved yet. Like Brayden, now that he actually had a connection, he's like, oh, no, I don't want to actually hurt this person. Yeah. So he's just thinking about it a lot more than the other people. are. You know, I haven't thought of this point, but she's absolutely correct. It's easy for these other guys to be like, we're here for the right reasons, but they're not getting as serious as Brayden is where he's going, oh my gosh, first impression, Rose. Oh my gosh, one-on-one -on -one date. Am I, is this, are we, could I get down and do the thing, you know? 100% as someone who's been in that world, like getting any amount of actual real time does, it is magnified. It does feel like so much more. So it makes sense why Brayden feels like his connection with charity actually has some substance. And while he's comparing it to the Sean's of the world where it's like, you, you haven't even talked to her. You don't know anything about her. And you're talking to her like, she, like you're in a 10 year, you're talking about her. As if like she's a, the mother of your children. You're in a 10 and you year need to relationship. Her. Yeah. And it's just like, what the, you guys are insane. You all sound fucking yeah. brainwashed and fucking. Yeah. He's like, you guys all drink the Kool-Aid. I'm just drinking a pint of beer yeah. <laughs> constantly. When Brayden said that Sean looked like Prince Charming from Shrek, I was oh like, my God. that's the most accurate. I was like, yeah. And then, thing that's ever been said. And that's the photo right there. It was one of those things where I was like, is this the most mature way of engaging with the world? No. Is seeing you do a fake butt chin talking shit about him, like, better than, like, you being like, yeah, I am a more But they're talking person. shit about Brayden, too. He was on the Girl Scout date when they're like, who's the most intelligent? Not Brayden. They like, said they'd eat him. It's all okay they because they all say it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you're bullying, you're bullying him. You're not any better. Like, that... And, and I don't think Brayden cares to play the victim here. I think he's like, he's not saying, oh, you guys are all attacking me. He's mainly calling out Aaron, the other guys feel like Brayden's kind of like uh, the, the weakness is showing. So they jump in on that and they think that collectively, like we had in the last season with Aaron uh, on Katie Thurston's season, was it Katie Thurston? I don't even remember anymore. But the point is, is that they think collectively they're greater than him and they can kind of team up on him. Yeah, it's kind of like bullying. To me, as a person, that would feel really hard to have every guy <laughs> just like come down on you. Yeah. I'd be like, I would eat you. <laughs> Really? No, I, when you think about he it. He took it in stride. I like mean, I'm he's pretty endearing, honestly. Like, he's pretty authentically him. And I do appreciate that about him. He's not trying yeah. to, like, be liked or, like, be, like, in the group. He's just, like, doing his thing. And I'm, I am I don't want anyone to taint him. I don't want anyone to try to rob his joy. The only thing he has going against him is that he is too young for this process. Yes. He's in no position. I mean, we don't know him. But from what we're seeing, most of the people on the show are too young. Settle down anytime soon. He's a fun loving, good looking fuck boy who is just going to have some fun probably for the next four years dating. And hopefully he is 
compassionate with the feelings of the people he dates, but nevertheless, he's probably not ready to get engaged in eight or nine weeks. And credit to him to have that self-awareness. Yes, you can criticize him for like, why'd you show up? I mean, he was given a, a fucking opportunity. But yes, he's willing to be more honest than all these other guys. He at least has the guts to say, I don't know. I mean, technically, all these other fucking guys are just love bombing yes. motherfuckers. You don't even know her yet. You don't even know her who are willing to say whatever they think Charity wants to say to, to get him to leave. And Brayden left on his own. He was like, you know what? I don't think this process is for me. He didn't wait for Charity to send him home. And I love how Charity pretended to the guys as if it was her decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All while being so completely rattled. It's like, I just... It's just, I'm just so confident about this decision. I'm like, you are. No, you're not. Confident. You are just spiraling, Charity. I'm. I'm not gonna. So this is where it gets a little harsh on Charity. I think she did her best. I think she did her best. I mean, no one ever wants to be rejected, especially like on TV. And knowing that you were kind of committing to a guy and really liking Braden, and then he couldn't hang, and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes or what's happening. How much of these other guys have validity in the statements they're saying about him? So she's questioning herself. I don't blame her at all for that. Charity loves a fuck She boy. was still upset. You could tell that she had that little fire in her where she's like, okay, yeah, no, I know I didn't yeah, do anything no, wrong. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Fine. yeah, no, He's like, yeah. no, it wasn't you. I just wanted you to know. But she was defensive there. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And she's like, you know, she's like, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. This is you. Like, you know, she was defensive there. Wasn't you. She's like, I know. Yeah. I know it wasn't. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> she's a fuckboy magnet. I mean, she seems Whoa. aware of it too. She's like, this is an old pattern. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's Nick calls her an F boy magnet. Hard the body just remembers, right? The body's like, well, no, this is familiar, so I want to go to it. And this is to me like, this is love because this is what I know love to be. But I know her soul wants to go this way and try to get a new experience. She's, but she's probably still thinking about well, Brayden. I think her her date with Xavier, which by the way, apologize, Xavier. I've been pronouncing it Xavier. I think her date with Xavier kind of highlighted that, right? Because I loved that voiceover that we, you know, kind of. Okay, so the Nick seems to think that she and Xavier are the real deal, and Dotton, I think he called him Dotton. It's Dotton, I believe, doesn't stand a chance, but Dotton's doing a good job. Again, these are, there's no spoilers. These are his opinions. Let's finish this off. Incredible dresser. That sweater, French kiss. I want to go shopping with Xavier. Like, Did you say French kiss? Chef's kiss. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. sorry, I just processed that. I want to French kiss. Like French kiss. I mean, kind of. French chef's kiss. Yeah. I feel like French, she has a lot of yeah. chemistry with Joey. Joey's just there to be the next bachelor. Interesting. And they're doing a good job. And they're doing a good what job. What a dream about. Yeah. yeah. It's so obvious safe. who her are, who are top three are. I don't know. I... I was wrong about uh, Joey Harrington, whatever his fucking name John. was. John. John. I got over John after he just bl absolutely blamed Brayden for his lack of chemistry with Charity. He's like, how could you do that to another man? It's like, what the fuck? Again, I, 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 I don't disagree. I would, I would probably phrase it differently that John, it, uh, it looked like John actually was going to have a productive conversation with Brayden. John went up to Brayden and they were talking. So they must have, they must have a friendship there that obviously Brayden doesn't have Aaron because then Aaron comes in and they're fighting and you know, the, 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 they're lit up on the bus, which by the way, kudos to the bachelor to be able to capture all of this. They had the lighting already. You could tell they're ready to turn the cameras on They're They're really good with uh confrontation because you know, the bachelor producers are in the back going moment 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 we have a moment and that means all hands on deck get it get the cameras let's go we need to grab this we can't replicate this but they they were prepared for that they knew there would be an issue bringing brayden back um but either way i don't i mean john going you know you shouldn't treat another man like that um i think brayden came in to do his business with charity wasn't thinking about the other guys i think that's okay 
and the audience every season. So the scene of which you had, what's his name? John. John, sure. Uh, <laughs> He's like sure. Joey Harrington. <laughs> Whatever. He's making out with Charity, right? And then you see fucking Brayden just standing there. So just a little <laughs> behind the scenes for you all. This is what I'm 99.99999% sure what happened. Brayden goes home in the limo. And then you saw in his exit, he's like, you know, I just felt like, oh, just like something left unsaid. He goes back to his hotel room. They're sitting in this compound, right? No one leaves the next fucking, like, immediately. They might leave the next day or the next two days. They have to book a flight, whatever the fuck. In that time period, a producer went up to him and said, hey, man, I don't know. It just felt like, yeah, it just felt like you had more to say, man. Like, do, if we got you another time with charity, would, would you want to do it? And he's probably like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I don't want to leave on a bad note. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then they wait till the group date. Of course. See, Nick understands this, which is not a phrase I say every day, but you can agree with somebody uh, every once in a while. Okay, if you want any other content, we have got Reality Steve with Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. That's going to stay up just on the YouTube channel, but that's available right now. If you want to see which contestants he believe are engaged, pretty interesting story. You can go check that out. And if you want to go watch my other uh, YouTube recap where you see the visuals of the recap, that's also available on YouTube. But we're done for the day. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.